Recovery from Anything features real stories that some listeners might find distressing. Check the show notes for specific content warnings and information on support services. There comes a point where there, it's just completely blurred lines of what am I actually going through? Is it a skin condition? Is it an allergy? And it just, it plays into itself because the more I would stress about my skin, the bigger it would get and the worse it would get. Welcome to Recovery From Anything. I'm your host, Abby Felton. What if you are suffering from a set of symptoms that seem to worsen the more you treated them? Today's story is about what it's like to battle an unknown force, learning to advocate for yourself and recovering, literally, from the inside out. It's about how mental and physical health are fundamentally linked and how you don't have to just accept mental health problems as part of having a long-term condition. Here's Amy Vaughan-Thomas. I had childhood eczema, like a lot of people did, and itchy skin throughout my life, but it wasn't really problematic. I never really had pimples. I never really had zits or problems or any teenage problems. I really was always complimented in high school. I was the girl that people would be like, look at her skin. Like I never wore cover up or foundation. I don't know how to put that stuff on my skin because I never used it. I always had eczema around my neck and a little bit of my inner elbows when I would play sports. So when I was sweaty, which I did a lot of, I was pretty athletic in high school. And whenever I'd have a lot of stress, but it was okay. It was manageable. And then as I grew up, I grew out of it. And then I went traveling and I really didn't have issues. I had some issues with like different laundry detergents, things like that, like sensitivities. But I, when I started backpacking, I took my laundry detergent from Canada with me and I would wash my own clothes in or in sinks or whatever, but it was never issue. It never controlled my life. It never changed my life. It was just something I lived with. Well, it's funny that stress triggers my skin because the reason I went backpacking in the first place is because I had a lot of family trauma. Like most people, I think it's that runaway and signed yourself, you know, and through all of that stress, no skin problems, nothing. Sleeping in Asia on bed bug ridden beds and things, nothing, no problems. And then I went to Australia, like a lot of backpackers do, earn some money, met a boy, eventually said goodbye to the boy. I'm going back to traveling. It's a lot more fun than the boy. And a year later, we met again, ended up in Laos. Through all of that, no skin issues, mental health was pretty good. My partner and I decided to leave Asia and try to be adults. And between Canada and Germany, it was easier for us as a couple to come to Germany. I have dual citizenship, so at the time, pre-Brexit, it was better for me to come to the EU than it was for him to go to Canada. Our first year, I had no issues. Mental health-wise, yeah, maybe I had some issues. I couldn't work. I had no language skills. We were in a small town. So I had a lot of alone time, <laughs> which was really difficult, but no skin problems. Skin was fine. Then we moved to a new city. I started working in August, mid-August 2018, and by December, I was in dermatology with doctors. Amy got a job housekeeping in a business hotel, cleaning common areas like the restaurant and the public bathrooms, which meant handling industrial chemicals for eight hours a day. Without any German language skills or proper training, Amy was in direct contact with these cleaning agents. Until one day, she noticed rashes forming on her skin. It started off just like inner elbows and it, it spread quickly to around my arm, up my arm. 
my face. It started on like my cheeks and then it would just spread around my eyes. Amy went to the doctor and was diagnosed with eczema, which is widely treated with topical steroid creams. I would go to the dermatologist, get steroid creams, get a couple of weeks off work to recover, go back to work. The problem would come back. I started with a, a basic hydrocortisone, what you can in many countries buy over the counter. And within a year, not even 10 months, I was on an immunosuppressant drug that they give cancer patients. The rashes were just always spreading and there was no explanation for it. Never finding what is causing my illness. And it was just the constant prescription of stronger medications. Showers started to become unbearable, like acid on my skin. Like I remember my partner at the time having to strip me down and force me in the shower and watch me shower because otherwise I wouldn't because it was unbelievably painful. It wasn't just where I had a rash that was itchy or painful. It was my body, everything. You feel it from your core out. It's a scary place to be when you just see yourself deteriorating and you don't understand why and the doctors can't tell you why. Sometime in 2019, I went to Instagram because I was just sick of it. It just didn't make sense to me why I was having worsening eczema. And I found a bunch of accounts talking about topical steroid withdrawal. And it just had like a click moment for me. Like, oh, this makes sense. And seeing people that looked like me or having skin like me and having the same problems, talking about the same issues, that was it. I was like, okay, this is it. However, <laughs> I still listened to my doctor and my boss at work and all this external noise saying, fix your skin, use the meds. So I kept using meds, kept going to the doctor and getting stronger and stronger prescriptions. Like my condition is only recognized as far as I am aware right now in the UK. I believe it's recognized in, I think, Japan now. Canada just recognized it. Germany does not recognize it. And that's a whole other side of the conversation because it is not a recognized condition. It is very hard to get help. The condition Amy is referring to is topical steroid withdrawal, or TSW. But before withdrawal comes addiction. Amy was stuck in a medication cycle. As time went by, her spreading rashes required stronger steroids to get the same result as the first prescription. And while her physical symptoms worsened, she began feeling effects on her mental health too. I started to notice a lot of like brain fog and just started to not be able to concentrate properly. I started to get like mood swings like angry really quickly and not knowing why I was angry, like how to stop being angry. I can't really bring myself down. And I cannot say that comes from a skin condition. I think that's like all of it together. There comes a point where there it's just completely blurred lines of what am I actually going through? Is it a skin condition? Is it an allergy? And it just, it plays into itself because the more I would stress about my skin, the bigger it would get and the worse it would get. By the end of 2019, I was just like, no, no, it, it, something's got to give. I advocated for myself quite strongly. And at the time, my partner was really helping me because of my language skills for allergy testing. And I found out that most of the products I was working with in the hotel were causing a contact allergy. <laughs> and I was being constantly prescribed steroids for a contact allergy. Allergy. So it's, it kind of gives itself the answer. Take yourself away from what is triggering you and... You should heal technically. So that's what I tried to do. January 1st, 2020, I went to dermatologist. I got a sick note and decided that's it. No more meds. And I stopped all my meds and I, I exploded. My body exploded. My mental health exploded. Everything went real bad. Amy had entered withdrawal. 
with the realization that topical steroid creams were offering no real solution to her allergy diagnosis, she decided to ditch them once and for all, break free of the medication cycle she was stuck in, and go cold turkey. But what happens to your body when it's used to receiving a steroid medication, only for it to suddenly be stopped? Like most healing journeys, things had to get worse before they got better. TSW comes with nerve pains. We call them zingers. It feels like you, somebody takes a needle and jabs it into your skin and then pulls it through you. And you get real jolty. Like I was really shaky all the time. You're just constantly like rattling. Like for me, my wrists and my fingers from scratching, I scratch so hard. I mean, you rip yourself open. Like it's, it's self-harm in a sense when you're scratching yourself in TSW because you know you need to stop. You know you're doing damage that is going to take weeks to heal, but you cannot, you, you cannot stop yourself. Like I have fights with my partner at the time because he would like pull my hands away from my body. Like you have to stop Amy. And I'm like, I, I can't, I can't, I have to scratch it. And you really feel like you are digging your veins out of your body. The ooze, the ooze is something I wish upon no one. It smells foul. It feels disgusting. It's painful. You're just wet and damp. Everything sticks to you. Where's the ooze coming from? Because your blood vessels are dilating and it's the plasma like seeping out of our bodies and it dries and it takes onto things. I was insomniac. I was an insomniac for 10 months. Like I did not sleep. It just keeps going and going. You can't sleep. You scratch more. You scratch more. You do more damage. Then you need to heal. You can't heal because you can't sleep. Like it's, it's not a stop. I lost my mind. I got to a point of real, I was suicidal. Like my partner did not want to leave me alone. At times would take me to work with him. Hid knives, was scared to leave me near a window. Like it's, it's not just skin and being itchy. It's so much more. Life in, in the initial withdrawal is a hundred percent suck it. There's no will to live in that time. There's a, there's a, like a saying in our community, you can see physically the people that are really going through the shits of the withdrawal because we're dead in our eyes. It's just empty and dead because you're just at a point of nothingness. It's it's a really horrible feeling. And you see it often in our community. You can see it in people's eyes. And there's a moment where people start to, the healing changes a little bit and that a little bit of normality for life comes back in. And there's a little listen in people. It's my favorite part when people finally have that, that dead look is gone. There's like, there's a spark of life, just a spark. That's all it takes. It was several months before Amy's healing journey turned a corner. While the pandemic was a traumatic time for many, many people, for some, myself included, the world stopping was a gift. Having a break from societal pressures and the responsibility of daily life provided a space to heal and allow transformational change into our lives. And Amy found the beginnings of her change in the most unassuming of places, a local community garden. So during lockdown, it was hard to get outside. Like we were in Germany, we were locked out, locked out, like stay in the house. You could go out where nobody was and go for walks or whatever, but it was not easy for me to get somewhere <laughs> to go for a walk. So I felt really caged in, especially because I didn't sleep. I felt like 24 hours a day I was in my bed, just like the walls were caving in. So we ended up finding a allotment garden. It was a lot of work because it had been overrun for years. But that was where I started to live again. I had a purpose and I had a place I could go that was outdoors, fresh air. Because fresh air is so important for mental health. And I had something to do. And it was also 
I have a lot of I had a lot of like CPTSD from my withdrawal. Like I was petrified of water. Rain would send me into a anxiety panic attack. It, it happened in public a couple of times because it was painful. And being in the garden and forcing myself to put dirt on my skin to allow rain to touch my skin to water plants and use water that came from an old school pump that you have to hand pump and it comes out brown to begin with like seeing that and forcing myself to touch it and like work myself through traumas that's when it started for me the garden was a massive therapeutic it's it's a healing place for me i have a really beautiful image of you in your garden you're healing and growing as a person and then like the garden around you is growing and just kind of seeing that progression from from someone who is so ill and and without hope 100 i used to say this all the time i see myself in this garden i could see it i could see the way the roots from weeds would infiltrate my garden and that to me was exactly what the steroid did to my body and eradicating those those weeds and things that are invasive species and shouldn't be in my garden helped me think like, hey, that's what my body is doing right now with the withdrawal. Like it is also eradicating the shit. And every now and then a weed pass would regrow out of nowhere. And I'd sit there like, how the hell did this grow? And then I would have a flare up. And it's like the same thing I would remember like, okay, shit happens. <laughs> Healing happens. You just gotta take time. It, it showed me patience. The garden taught me that nature needs time. I need time. And it's that whole thing of recovery not being linear. You have setbacks and sometimes yeah. things are going really well, but it's not going to be like that forever. And, and maybe you take a couple of steps back, but you always go forward in the end. I have a mole problem in my garden. Like seeing them come in out of nowhere, like I would have perfect garden, perfect grass, and then the next day destroyed by a damn mole. But it's just, it's, I can't control it. And you have to learn sometimes shit happens and you can't do anything about it. You just got to roll with the punches sometimes, whether you want to or not. And it's how like, it's how you deal with it. And it's how you talk to yourself in those times. You may not be able to control the outside, but the way that you treat yourself and the kindness you can show yourself is, is what will keep you on the right track and what will help you keep progressing. I'm very grateful that I've gone through this shit. I, of course, don't wish it upon anybody. I would love to have not been itchy and ugly and oozy or whatever. And I mean, it's expensive. The financial downfall of this, I, I don't want any of it. But the life lessons and the lessons I've learned about myself and some of the traumas it has shown me I had that I didn't even know, some of the childhood traumas I'm learning to unpack, like, I am grateful for this experience. It, it's been worthwhile as much as it's been a real pain in the ass. I've always known I had a little bit of anxiety, but TSW really, really just gave me full anxiety, <laughs> full depression. And it's taught me that I didn't have to manage these things the way I have probably been doing my whole life. I guess the term is masking. I believe I've probably been masking a lot in my life. And TSW has taught me, I don't have to do that. I can find proper coping mechanisms. I can find proper help. It has taught me how to really how to mentally speak to myself. I've learned to self-advocate and something that my 36 years of life never taught me is that I come first. I am number one. I am the damn captain of this damn ship and nobody else is going to fix me but me. I'm learning things about myself and I'm not scared to learn them. I'm excited to learn them and I'm excited to help myself continuously grow. I'm happy. Like I'm actually happy. And I'm proud of who I'm becoming. It's partly through my illness. It's also partially, I think, with my age. I really don't give that many shits what people think about me anymore. 
my life is my life. I don't need much more than that. I just wanted to ask you what recovery means to you. It means a lot of unpacking, which I didn't think it would mean. I thought at the beginning of my journey, recovery would mean I got to go through this and then I'm going to have perfect skin and life's going to be great. Like, no, going through this has been a breakdown of me <laughs> and rebuild with some new additions. <laughs> some, so I, I've built new roofs on the, the house of Amy and I'm happy with it. It's, it's been a, 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 a real lesson in self-love at the end of the day. You've been listening to Recovery From Anything. I'm your host, Abby Feltham. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review the show and join the community on Instagram at Recovery From Anything. You can find out more about this week's storyteller or submit a story of your own on our website, recoveryfromanything.com. Thank you for listening.